episode we've all been waiting for episode 69 69 this is a magic number 69 can be very satisfying for both people involved unless of course you're a gareth's girlfriend where the force of lowering your genitalia onto the equivalent of a human facial scouring pad can be very appealing you right, gareth you like a bit of a 69 now and then uh yeah although as you pointed out is uh, a lot like a uh, indian pincushion Yes, and also it must require a bit of a clean-up job after. <laughs> well, although, you know, there are like swamis in India that sit specifically on like a bed of nails. So there must be yeah. something to it, you know? Well, you know, unless you're going to be dating a swami, I don't think it's going to be appreciated too much. Uh, you don't really like it out, you know? Well, Gareth, I'm not being rude, but I remember my fifth first 69. I did it on my own, so I don't know if I was the six or the nine. <laughs> uh, you were just an eight. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was anything uh, to see zero. Don that's rude this, this one's even worse Don this is your one God so don't be rude to me <laughs> to see Don laying on his back with a lady straddling his bald white head must resemble a penguin keeping its egg warm and safe in the freezing arctic conditions if you don't know what that looks like then please watch the smash it documentary March of the Penguins <laughs> So it, that is a very trusting position, isn't it? Ben? You have to know your girlfriend for quite some time before you allow that to happen. Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's remarkably accurate. Thank you very much. I didn't realise you'd seen the video. Uh, well, we're not here to talk about sex positions. No, we're here to talk about games. And there has been some very exciting games news this week with Fallout 4 just being announced. Unfortunately, the only fallout I'm interested in is if Don's girlfriend's bra suffers a malfunction. If that was to happen, you could say it would be a release of Megaton Proportions. Now, there was a city called Megaton in Fallout 3, wasn't there, Gareth? Yeah. Brilliant. So that worked. Well, it looks like summer is finally here. What a hot, warm day it was today. Sadly, that can only mean one thing, that we must retreat into our gaming burrows in the comfort of darkness for our summer hibernation, only to return when the sun isn't vicious enough to burn our thin, pasty skin. But we haven't got time to hibernate, damn it. We have to patrol the long road of the internet highway to find the latest news worthy of bringing to you. Plus, we continue our road to E3. It's not an actual road. It's more metaphorical this week as we discuss Nintendo's dilemma. Are they on the road to success, on the road to ruin, or on the highway to hell? Again, these are all strictly metaphorical, but you get what I mean. Then we finish, as usual, with what have we been playing. Is Don still on the road to nowhere with his obsession over destiny? Has Gareth took the wrong road altogether and again tried to let professional StarCraft players treat him like a cum dumpster? And have I taken a different road altogether when it comes to my glowing praise of The Witcher 3 last week? Well, let's continue down this road together. We have come to a crossroad. It's episode 69 of the Game Central podcast. A road less travelled, but no less worthy. Now, before we start the show, as we do every week, we must delve past the realms of possibility and what you would deem mainstream news. We have a member of the podcast who exists on an entirely different virtual plane, ingesting the vibrations from the underworld and deciphering them into a language that we can understand in layman's terms. 
We are, of course, talking about the prophetic insights from the one known as Don Goss in this week's Hot Goss Ip. So, Don, what have you got for us this week in what many people are calling the only news worth listening to on a weekly basis? Well, before I start, can I just just point out how absolutely spot on my gossip was last week? Would you like to just take a moment to bask in your glory? I would like to take a moment to bask in that glory. Um, The gossip I had was, if I recall correctly, which of course I do because I'm the one who uh, got hold of that little nugget of information. Uh, yeah, new Nintendo console, the NX. The X actually being a cross, standing for crossover, and uh, it bridging the gap between uh, being both a traditional console and a mobile device of uh, all but being confirmed by Nintendo. You're I don't sorry. mean to yeah, another blow... Sorry? Yeah, go, go, go. I, I don't mean to blow smoke up your arsehole, yeah, but didn't... didn't uh... Maybe was the time of the other podcast before or after. Because we know you said that on a Tuesday, Get Don. But when it was finally released a month later, Gareth, was did <laughs> Nintendo confirm the news? Because it might look like Don's just trying to con people into thinking that he came up with it first. It was all done legit. We all know all I first. Yeah. Uh, well, was it though? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Of course it was. It was announced after we recorded the podcast. That's, that's, that's an that easy way. You really came up with? Do you think any? What if it if it wasn't? And I'll I'll happily. Uh, if anyone out there can find, or you indeed on the internet can find before it was actually properly um, announced, anyone else reporting that before I did, um, then by all means I'll I'll happily accept that. Also, where was it announced? It, where was it announced on the internet? At what point did Nintendo say, this is what our next console is? Because I feel it like is. that'll be pretty big news. Yeah, it, that is what it is. You'll notice there was also that rumour... <laughs> just say rumor. that is what it is! It is what it is. That's gossip and it works. That's an analyst for you. But there's, there's also there's a, another reason, another way I can prove this. It's at the same time as the other lesser uh, industry sources um, were confirming my gossip. They also were claiming that uh, the new NX was going to be powered by Android which you'll notice I did not put into my piece of gossip because I knew that that piece of gossip was out there and that it was bullshit. Go on, Therefore, then. that piece of that rumour about Android has been specifically denied by Nintendo directly. They didn't deny anything about the console being a two-mode kind of two mode device. Therefore, ta-da! I am correct. Well, it seems that, you know, that all these weeks we've had to part with your Destiny nonsense has finally paid off. I've been correct so many times. I'm basically yeah. a proper actual guru. It's just a shame that this week I've got nothing anywhere near as good as that, <laughs> as a piece of You gossip. say that, Don, but Whatsoever. to you, what's not great to others is mind-blowing. No, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. It's not, though, because all I really have for you this week is the world's longest game trial, which... Uh, isn't really gossip you can probably prove it by uh, adding up all the words and it doesn't work it doesn't work <laughs> what's it, it so that was Don's hot gossip this week <laughs> unfortunately it's been a bit of a disappointment uh, last I feel week that last week's was worth last week's was so good it was worth two weeks it was worth two weeks but we're going to just put that long title into the uh, the uh, normal news Don you're not going to use it to are just oh, 
Yeah. You're not going to use hot gossip to just phone it in this week because people have come. There's people that listen to the podcast solely for hot gossip. It's true. It's true. And you know, you've got to keep that high standard. So I'm afraid we're going to have to shut hot gossip right there, Don. Well, do you know what? If I, if a piece of gossip, I've got my channels open right now, and if one of my sources comes back to me in uh, the time this podcast is recording still. By all means, let... keep the gossip channel open. Yep, it is. I've just, put, I've just put the feelers out again. I've kicked the person who needs kicking. Oh, yes. And uh, they're, uh, it's going, it's rippling. It's rippling through the chains, up the pipes, down the roads. Sorry, no, Don. Uh, did you yeah. say your gossip channels are open? Yeah. Oh, is that what that smell is then? Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's grotesque. Gareth Gareth. is just bitter because he hasn't watched Kung Fury yet, so he's going to be miserable uh, for the rest no, of the No, this isn't like camera banter. You guys he's... have had so many opportunities to revive that show, but I'm you not, haven't. I'm not, <laughs> not talking to Gareth directly until he uh, has watched Kung Fury. I'll, t- I'll, you, I'll be the mediator. Yep. Okay, so that's gossip this week, or lack of. Uh, so on to the actual news. to the mainstream but no less significant news section as with e3 fast approaching companies are teasing our interest with morsels of gaming goodness ready for their great unveiling like a woman exposing a glimpse of fire in a skirt or a low plunging neckline alluding to a wonderful cleavage or a man unzipping his jeans and allowing the tip of his helmet to be shown the games companies are here to tease us so let's sort the sluts from those that are just playing hard to get so big news today that's come through don uh, the Uncharted Collection has been announced after a leak earlier in the day. Here is Don with perhaps the best game-based pun you have ever heard. Yeah, that's some statement, but I don't say that lightly. I've heard some puns in my time, but when I heard this, I was knocked back. It's the Nathan Drake Collection, but a much better name would have been... Uncharted, the Master Thief Collection. Well done, Boom. Don. That is amazing. Yeah. Just to let anyone thinking of using that pun... That is the intellectual property of the Game Central podcast itself, a subsidiary of the website Game Banter, official home of the Max Payne free review. Any person find trying to copy the pun or, or at home or in a public space will be found criminal proceedings. Okay, now that's cleared Wait, up. Wait, Rob, Rob, could you just quickly yeah. let Don know that I actually quite like that pun? Don, Gareth yeah. said that he quite liked that pun. Well, tell Gareth he's not allowed to until he's watched Kung Fury. Gareth, you're not allowed to until you watch Kung Fury, which is basically some men tightening around on a green screen and then some pretty standard special effects added in the background. Um, okay. Can I, can I, uh, with regards to our exclusivity to the, uh, the Master Thief collection, um, I did actually tweet that at, um, what's his name? I've forgotten his name. Jenkins, Dave Jenkins, who writes obviously for the, the game. Central. Oh, Jenkins, um, I love you so much. Yeah, um, and um, he replied saying, ha, that's funny, I'm stealing that. So. No, that, no, 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 no. Yeah. Can you now just let him know, please? Because <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want him taking that, using it. And if he is going to use it, he needs to pay royalties. I, th- I, I, I think he, uh, he knows that it's been copyrighted already by me slash the podcast yeah uh, good so yeah we're keeping that on that's your yeah. child don't just any money we make from that one single pun i will donate to the uh gareth's hair fund <laughs> it is it's a fund it's a massive fund so what do we know about the master thief collection don 
We know that uh, I asked for it last week, and boom, it's been announced. Uh, we also know that this is probably a, like a big reveal at supposed to be at Sony's E3 conference, uh, but it slipped out after some idiot accidentally uh, dropped the uh, the page for it on the PlayStation Store, and then quickly removed it. Um, so yeah, because the Uncharted Four is obviously delayed till next year now, so they're going to probably use this as a little uh, little, little little bit of treat to kind of tide us over as a surprise uh, at E3. But, nope, they've had to release it, uh, officially announce it now. They've stuck with video out that announced it and everything. I Whoops. think it's fantastic because uh, I love those games. Um, I don't know if it's just going to be an upscaling or it's going to be the same sort of job that they did with The Last of Us, but they are three very superb games that anyone has yep. to play. I have, uh, I have read that they've used a bunch of new models, obviously new textures and stuff, um, I doubt they'll have actually changed any of the actual content in the game. Uh, maybe no. there'll be a new area here and there, you know, a new few more secret caves, maybe something like that. You don't um, need a few more. There was less caves than I'd liked. Yeah, but yeah. there's um, <laughs> they, uh, apparently though this is only the single player version. There's no multiplayer uh, in these Good. three versions, which I'm fine with because it's like putting multiplayer in Tomb Raider. I, I never got the point of it, so just a waste of time. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great anyway, but uh, another leak. Was it a leak? No, I think it was a teaser trailer, and then there was actually a trailer being released by Fallout 4. Uh, it's taking the open world next-gen only, so it's following the likes of The Witcher, uh, Batman, Batman, Arkham Knight. That's another one that's going to be next-gen only. And now this, surely, Gareth, if you're not going to dip yourself in, is there going to be enough, any other time that you're going to be prepared to do it? Uh, I think the majority of people who have been waiting to get in to this generation have been waiting for something like Fallout 4. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this was a massive system seller for every single console it's on. Yeah. So what do, what do you want to see in this one, Gareth? What do you want to see improvement? Do you think they need to uh, improve the gameplay mechanics, the kind of clunky shooting, or do you think that's what gives the game its charm? Uh, I think it'd be uh, interesting if they tightened up the shooting. Uh, but for me, it was always about VATs. I always specced my characters that way, so that was the way yeah. I did basically every combat. So it was never an issue for me. I can definitely see why people would have a big problem with it. Um, a lot of people seem to be pointing to the graphics in this trailer as like uh, being not good. Which I can see after like GTA Five and The Witcher and stuff all looking incredible. Yeah. But um, for me, you know, with my sort of mid-range PC that's not really that powerful, I look at that and I go, oh shit, my PC's going to be able to run this. Like, really? I don't need to spend another 300 quid on a graphics card or shit. Like, and that probably was the PC version they've done the uh, they've done the video on. Probably, yeah. And it, probably. It, I don't think it looked bad. It just wasn't like The Witcher 3, which looks incredible, you know. But the thing um, is, I don't think it's supposed to look beautiful. It's very run down. It's a post-apocalyptic world, very grey. There's only so much artistic freedom you get in that kind of genre, isn't there? Sure, yeah. But I mean, uh, for someone who played a lot of Fallout Three, uh, I really noticed the amount of colour in this trailer. There's like yeah. way more vibrancy and stuff than there was in either Fallout Three or New Vegas. Like this looks just a lot more colourful. You'll just be looking out across the wasteland and you'll see, like, even something like, I don't know, a guardrail over there is, like, destroyed. A bit like Maybe... Ma- Manchester then, Don. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the guardrail will be, like, yellow, which just 
it's not a huge thing, but it just makes that world look less dead, which was well, one of my main Bethesda. issues with Fallout 3. Was there you go, Bethesda. The that world was just so wants. depressing to be in sometimes. But this he looks... A little, it looks a little bit to me like people are getting used to the post-apocalypse and they're sort of making it look a bit nicer. Sprucing <laughs> the place up a bit. Yeah, because, you know, there's like they show a garage where a guy's working on some power armour and there's some colourful yeah. stuff in there, you know? There's some, like, decorations and stuff in there, which I think looks looks nice. Thank you, DeGareth. Um, for the, we're talking about people it being nice and showing new ways of doing things in Fallout. One studio that are definitely not going to be doing anything new is Ubisoft as they tease its E3 lineup. It's not really a tease, is it? Let's be honest. If I went to Assassin's Creed Syndicate, The Division, Rainbow Six Siege, that's it's, it's not gonna. That's not a tease, is it? That is pretty much. I know what they're going to be showing. And if I was to say any free uh, games that they'd be showing, if I had to go out on a whim, then they would be the free games that I would say. So, anyone teased by that? Aisha Tyler will be back. She's she's nice. Who's that? Sorry. Uh, she's the woman they get to host. She's from, like, Archer and who wants to... Oh, not great. Whose line is it anyway? That. Is it Activision or Ubisoft? She always does. Ubisoft. 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 Yeah. yeah, there you go. Right, so, Gareth, have you ever bought a game and you thought to yourself, oh my god, I wish I could take this back? Yes. Like, Destiny. <laughs> well, I didn't buy Destiny, I got it free. Yeah, but you still wished you could take it back. Oh, yeah. I still regretted owning it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why do they do this for me? But uh, if you happen to buy a game from Steam that you don't like anymore, you'll now be able to return it for a refund within 14 days. That's a bit strange, isn't it, Gareth? Because I've been able to complete certain games in 14 days. Is this going to be open up for abuse? Uh, Well, the other caveat is that you have to have played it for less than two hours. So. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I suppose it's better than... uh, Sort of game station used to have their fourteen day return policy that a lot of people used to just take the piss out of, and I suppose by them being digital games, uh, they'll be able to track your progress in the game. So yeah, yeah. So it could be like you know, you could buy the new Call of Duty, play it for an hour, decide this is garbage, and just you know get your money back, which is way yeah, better than so nothing. It's pretty much a lot of these studios now. They're offering time demos, like on Xbox One. We've had. Uh, Metro 2033 that's just come out, a time demo. Um, so it's the same as doing that, really, but just the other way around. And it does encourage people to buy it because games are a big investment now. Uh, so, yeah, that would be brilliant. Uh, Microsoft isn't reviving Silent Hills. Sorry, the rumours aren't true. Um, and that's what Microsoft has said. It's it's a big game series, but you need the right staff to do it justice. Um, I think Silent Hill, a lot of people are asking for it, but they don't know what they want. They're just saying it because of the name. Silent Hill hasn't been particularly good since Silent Hill 3. Maybe 4 could have got away of being good. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what the big uproar is about this. Um, I think it was interesting only because Hideo Kojima and Del Toro were working on it. No other reason why. Isn't it, Dom? Yes. Yeah. I see. I never played any of the Silent Hill games, um, so they mean literally nothing to me. All I know is that PT was fucking excellent, albeit Thank scary you. as fuck, and mm. that in itself deserved to be made. So the fact that it's just been fucking canned is bullshit to me. 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah, as a Silent Hills game, I, I don't, couldn't care less, to be perfectly honest. But that's just me, because I'm one of those freaks who hasn't played any. But I think it would have been worse if we would have actually got a gameplay demo. Obviously, PT alluded at the uh, what it could have been, but it could have been something completely different. And I think it's well, a no, lot they, easier. They, they did show more gameplay from a from a more complete version. Yeah, I mean, but it so, wasn't like a game's getting close to completion and then it's just scrapped. Well, it was very I don't, much know, how far, I don't know how far they'd really got through it. It was, it was nowhere near complete, no, but no. Yeah, it was. Uh, they had a working engine there, and the design was obviously being picked off the ground. They decided on a you know a style, and they got the atmosphere spot on. Um, they'd done, I think they'd done a fair decent amount of work, um, and the game could have turned out to be bloody excellent. But, but alas, we will but never alas. know. Uh, you're going to hate this, Gareth, because you hate Tomb Raider. Uh, women's <laughs> teams being introduced to FIFA 16 for the first time. Now, you didn't understand why... Um, Lara Croft was on an island and she was on there at the same time as these men. Can you understand why women would be allowed on a football pitch? Of course I can understand why women would be on a football pitch. Yeah, to pick up the balls. Put them them back in the shed or whatever it is they do with balls. Yeah, they have a shed just at the back of Wembley Stadium. That's where you keep your balls. Put them in the shed. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. The Women's um, World Cup starts very soon. Uh, so this makes sense to me that they would announce this now. But some of the uproar has been absolutely embarrassing, hasn't it, from some of the small-minded minority of the game uh, gaming fans. Yeah, people are saying they're not going to buy this year's specifically yeah. because it now has women in it, which is just the <laughs> most fucking stupid <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Like, you're getting more content. Why is that a bad thing? And you don't have to use it. It's like I don't use Azerbaijan, the national team on the game. I don't use Chile. I don't use, you know, Turkey. It's just something I've not ever done. It's not like you go to play a season mode or the World Cup and it says, no, sorry, before you do this, you must first play a season using only women. <laughs> yeah, that would be... That, I, that would annoy me. Yeah, and I don't even play those games. I'll be like, why would they impose that on people? That's just exactly the same way. If it said, you know, you have to play a season in Turkey before you can access the Premier League, you'd be like, yeah, no. But this was like for me, this was a big reminder that even though you know, EA are ostensibly a scumbag company, wrong, Gareth. Even though (laughs) FIFA are this week revealed to be unbelievably corrupt and are all now going to jail, uh, doesn't mean that the game about FIFA football made by EA doesn't have some really passionate and hard-working people making it, because they've been making... Have you played FIFA, Gareth? It's not about FIFA. It's, you don't go into the offices of Set Blatter and accept bribes and stuff <laughs> no, like that. <laughs> no, you know. But you know what I mean. Like The game's called FIFA, and it's made by EA, two of the most corrupt yeah. companies in the world, and yet the people working on the game are just passionate, hardcore football fans that want to make a fantastic game. And this was just a good reminder of that, you know? Thank you, Gareth. Uh, praise the Sun, Dark Souls 3 is rumoured for an E3 announcement. Now, are any of us Dark Souls fans? Yep. Yep. I found it way too hard and it upset me. That's uh, what she said. Well done, Gareth. <laughs> See? Why is your... I'm, I'm you haven't got it at hand, rationing have you? It. I'm rationing it. Mate, we didn't even get one last week. Maybe that's for the best. <laughs> Maybe you've got to give yourself at least one. You've got to keep it going. It, it's... You know, it's it's more. I I like to hear it more than I like to hear you. 
<laughs> it, when I hear it, it's like a welcome sigh of relief. But um, yeah, I mean, Dark Souls from Software with uh, Bloodborne and this sort of stuff, they're really starting to make a name for themselves and starting from humble beginnings. And this is a company from Japan that are doing what we were talking about a few weeks ago when it came to Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, all those things Sony, um, Capcom are having difficulty with. This is a studio that sticks with what they know and they're not pandering to anyone. And they're making that game and they are building up a loyal fan base because they, if you make something that's brilliant, people will come. Just like porn. <laughs> okay? And you guys agree with me, don't you? You know, they're not pandering to anyone. They're not making it easier. In some ways, they're making it harder. But now they've built up their fan base. And, you know, if tomorrow they came out and made Dark Souls 3 and said, we're going to make it more accessible to people, we're going to make it easier, we're going to have an easy mode where it plays itself, it's not going to be as punishing, it's not going to be as hard, they would lose their fan base overnight. Yeah, you get the sense that if nobody had been playing Dark Souls games, they would still be making them exactly the same. Yeah, just so happens people happen to like it. And Dark Souls started off as uh, Demon Souls. So it was de- was it the first one, Demon Souls or Dark yeah. Souls? Yeah, Demon Souls. Demon Souls on the PS3. You know, I picked it up on the PS3. I borrowed my friend's PS3 to see what all the fuss was about. It wasn't my type of game, but because I'm someone who loves gaming, and this game was getting so hyped, I thought I'd give it a go. And you know, if a game, if your game is good, it will reach people. And this is a, you know, this is a confirmation of that fact. Um, Gareth, you know you said uh, Arkham Knight wasn't going to be very good. Yeah. What if I was to tell you that it would have no loading times? Uh, I would say that has to be a lie. Why is that? Even at the beginning, like, you put the disc in and it's suddenly you're back, you're in the game. <laughs> so they're lying already, aren't they? Because they could be hiding loading times behind cutscenes or the tunnels that you're going through or whatever, but... Yep. Technically, Resident Evil had no loading times. Yeah, it just showed doors opening. Showed doors being opened. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be true. Plus, have you heard some of the preview stuff that people are saying about it? No, Gareth. But I'm sure you'll have a nice little bitch now. Not overly, (laughs) not overly positive. People saying the Batmobile feels shoehorned in and kind of pointless. And yeah, well, it looks weird, doesn't it? It's kind of like these tank. It doesn't feel core streamlined. This, this sort of. It just it doesn't look like a Batman game. For me, the Batmobile is always has always been about sort of travelling at fast speeds and shooting out rockets into cars in front of you and stuff like that, and letting out traps behind you. Not sort of going into an open world uh, in an open area and strafing enemy cars until they either die or you take too much damage. Because that's what it seems to be. and I mean, that's a negative in that you come up to a place, a pre-designated area that you've got to arrive to, and suddenly, oh, there's a section where I now need to use the Batmobile. And then all I ever see them doing is going around in a circle on a lock-on, just going around the enemies and just firing rockets at them. That's not set to. There's part where you um, you have to race the Joker. Like, actually, race the Joker. Lads. He's in his car, you're in yours. And if you don't beat him to certain checkpoints, then you go back and do that race. It can't again. be the Joker. Joker's dead in that universe, right? You, well, they you say that, Gareth. Oh. The Joker's <laughs> too much of a character to not have in your game. Right? Yeah. So, 
Halo Master Chief Collection owners can buy ODST's whole campaign. Now, I was emailed the uh, code because I got the Master Chief Collection when it first came out. And I was pretty pissed off that I couldn't download it as a separate entity and you need the Master Chief Collection to play it. Because the game was so poor, people, I had people like me traded it in. So this is no of no relevance to me whatsoever. Um, I was hoping it was going to be a standalone game that you could download from the Xbox store, but obviously not. And I wasn't going to hang on to it for another seven months because I believe that ODST was going to come out. So, you know, good luck on you if you still got it. If you still got it, I don't know why you've still got it, Gareth. You know, we were looking at the patch that was released, the latest one. Don sent it to us, and it looked like, you know, a, ga- a sort of patch list that would be released on the first week of the game. Yeah, I mean, you could probably go on eBay and buy it for like two quid. Yeah, but I don't like the game. <clears throat> I just wanted to <laughs> download it and play it so I could say, oh, I got something for that insult that they did to me. You know, but even then, it was like you're going to have to go out and buy our game again and give us more money to now play the Master Chief Collection to play ODST. Could you not just give your code to someone else? I'd love to. Who wants it? <laughs> exactly, there you go. First person to write yeah. into the podcast who can have it. And, I and they would literally be the first person as well. Yeah, and I don't yeah. mean writing. None of this tweeting or Facebook nonsense. I, I mean, know, actually, yeah. put pen to paper, send in, answers on a postcard. With a stamp, <laughs> then you can have it. There we go. Do that, and then I'll send it back to you in the post. It might take yeah. a bit of a while, but you'll receive the code on a nice envelope. Yeah. Um, Nintendo denies its next console runs Android. There's no truth in the report. Now, Don, you could have denied this last week, couldn't you? I could have just denied it right away, but I thought there's no point spreading false rumours. But uh, apparently, other you know, other less worthy sources don't think it's uh, don't think the same as us. They think, yeah, let's just say any old shit. Yeah, the idea this was ever going to run on Android is just so ridiculous um, that it wasn't doesn't even bear talking about. But the thing is, Android is a it's a it's a system, isn't it, that runs games? And I don't well, know why they would have. Stuff, but as an operating system, it's okay. But to, yeah. uh, to run it on a on a modern proper you know like next gen home console it 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 can't it just doesn't have the power to do what you, it's it's not it's not bespoke enough to do what people really want it to do um, and did Nintendo the Ouya do that sorry the yeah the Ouya did and look how look how yeah. far that got um, it, it's you know people have got their phones for their, to be their phones and they don't you know there's no way Nintendo was ever going to use their, some other person's OS. Um, on their system when they want to build their games the way they want to build them. They build their OS around to run the games they build as best as possible. Um, and that's it. They don't give a fuck with anyone else. As if anyone's not learned that yet about Nintendo. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider debuts new trailer ahead of Microsoft E3 conference. Now, you need a bit more uh, background to the story, don't you, Gareth? If you're going to get excited about it, you need to know why people are going to be there why the enemies are there? Why would a guy be waiting behind a car to get pulled off of the ledge by Lara Croft in the middle yeah. of nowhere? Uh, well, this will tell you all about... This is set after um, the last Tomb Raider game, and it charts her rise of the Tomb Raider. So yeah, that, apparently what... that first game she didn't rise. No, she didn't rise. Which was odd. But this this was mainly just a reminder that, oh yeah, that's a Microsoft exclusive. 
which means yeah, it's going to be a big deal for them at E3. <laughs> I, bet, I wonder how much they're going to milk it. This is an exclusive for them. So much. that was that was still left really kind of grey after everyone kind of started asking questions about. No one really mentioned this. What's going on? How long is it an exclusive for? It's never really been clarified properly, and I bet it's left as grey as ever at E3 this year. Yeah, I'm sure we'll go into it next week when we talk about Microsoft, but yeah, apparently that's still coming. There we go. Oh yes, and, uh... Croft is still coming. Go on, Don. See, it's all sexual this week because it's 69, isn't it? 69th episode, they've got to get those puns in there. They've got to get them in there. Right, uh, Red Bull promotion suggests that Taken King will be Destiny's next expansion. Wow. Tell us about it, Don. Well, if it wasn't... If this is just basically... Um, the Taken King had already been registered as a, as a new name under Destiny a few weeks back. People had found this. Um, but that's the only thing everyone knew about it, and all this has done is basically uh, confirmed it because this uh, Red Bull sponsorship thing has got the Taken King as a uh, kind of you get a code when you buy a certain thing or you enter a certain competition with Red Bull, whatever it is, uh, and you get this DLC called the Taken King. So it, all it's done is confirm that that is a thing that is coming to Destiny. Literally nothing is known about it other than the title. Well, that's yeah. absolutely fantastic, and I'm sure you and your two mates. I'm really looking forward to that. Me and both my mates are well looking forward to it. Thanks. Who run on the servers every night. <laughs> right, so that's the news for this week, unless you've got any pressing issues, Gareth. Uh, well, uh, there is one thing that I that? forgot to put in news, but they did announce uh, XCOM 2 is going to be uh, shown at this year's E3, which is and pretty cool. And you loved XCOM. Loved it. It was it took me way by surprise. Everyone was saying it was really good, but you're like, ah, come on, it can't be that good. And yeah. then you play it and you're like, this is fucking awesome. So, yeah, it's a very solid game and a game that there's not much else, else out there like it. Yeah, so exactly. So that, that was fantastic. And that's that's what we need as gamers, Gareth. We need something that we don't know that we want. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it works that way. Just, Just like sex? Yes, there we go. Okay. It's like you say to her, you don't know that you want this, but you do. (laughs) Hi everyone, it's weekly video game music time. Uh, I'm Gareth, and I've picked a piece of video game music for you this week. Uh, It's episode 69, so I'll admit there was some pressure on me to make this some kind of uh, innuendo. And I, I tried, I looked, it's difficult to find uh, video game music when all you're searching for is innuendo. You get a lot of other results. Um, but I managed to find something I think just about qualifies. Um, it's the prequel album that Marty O'Donnell did with Paul McCartney for Destiny. And I know, Destiny's terrible. But this prequel album actually has some really good stuff on it. Um, like this track called The Union. And, you know, you could argue that the union is a bit of an innuendo. You know, two people doing it is like a union. But uh, bearing in mind, you know, uh, Don's girlfriend's chest, uh, I thought it was appropriate that uh, the album's name sort of is also a bit of a reference to that. So, by Marty O'Donnell, and I believe Paul McCartney as well, um, this is... It was actually included on the Destiny original soundtrack, but... It's not from that. It's from the prequel soundtrack to Destiny. The track is called The Union.
the title of the album it's on is a reference to Don's girlfriend's chest and it's called Music of the Spheres.
So that song, Gareth, was absolutely beautiful. What made you choose it? I mean, last week, the song was, I would expect it to come out of something of a Disney princess film. Uh, yep. So can you put something a little bit more hardcore on this week? What, for episode 69? Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure I can find something appropriate. Oh, yeah. Something a bit sexy. But anyway, now we're heading towards E3, full speed ahead. Last week, we looked at Sony and what they could bring to this year's E3. But this week, we're talking about a company that is very bizarre. A company which doesn't hang with the big boys, comparing willy sizes, but it doesn't belong on the scrap heap with Sega either. It has forged its own legacy to stand on. You could say it's the in-betweener of game consoles. So, Gareth, Nintendo, what do we need to see at this year's E3? What do we need to see? Um, what do we need to see to make Nintendo... Not to make them relative... Rel- What's the relevant. word? Relevant. <laughs> to make them relevant again, because they have always been relevant and they always will be relevant. Yeah. But something to just give them a kick up the arse and push them forward a little bit. Give them that momentum. I mean, it's tough because we know Zelda's not coming out this year and I, I seem to remember them saying they're not even going to talk about it at this conference. Oh, did they? I'm pretty Strange. sure they said that like a Balls. month or so ago. Balls. Um, and I mean like, what, there's a new Mario and Sonic at the Olympics coming out at some point, which is going to be <laughs> wank. Yeah. Like, like I, for me, I don't really know. Like, obviously, like, Metroid, Zelda and Mario, they're three big things, but if they have a Metroid game to show, it's going to be so early that we won't see it for three years anyway, so you're not going to be excited about that. They Don said they're Garrett, not going to show Zelda, yeah? This is very negative. We're talking about what they need to do. You're just being very nasty because you're upset about Mario Kart <laughs> Smash Bros. <laughs> Which, it doesn't play Mario Kart. It's not fair. No, why would I, why would I play it? What, what they actually need to do is what they're not going to probably do, which is show more of the new Zelda game. Yeah. That's one thing they really could do with doing. Even if it's not going to be out until next year, it doesn't matter. If they show anything more that we've not seen yet, just a taste of something that the gameplay is going to be, or the world, or some part of it that we haven't thought, you know, that hasn't been in there before. Anything like that, that would really go a long way to keeping, A, the profile of Zelda up, which they need to do with having pushed it back. Um, And it will keep us all frothing at the mouth for it. Yeah, and and I mean, it's entirely possible they were just lying, and they will show some Zelda. Yeah, they were lying, and it will come out this year, and I will be vindicated (laughs) once again. No, you won't be. I was only made the prediction that it won't. Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, but I, I made the prediction that it will be. So it, it's not too late for them to change their minds. I well, guess. For I, me. Sorry, Gareth. I was just going to add that like, I think what they really need to do is show some kind of collectible hardware because people go fucking crazy for that shit. Like, Don, what, what did you buy like two 3DSs just because they were limited editions? Yeah. So... People, all they need to see is just like a limited edition Wii with a fucking Samus helmet on the back of the. Actually, I'd buy that. That sounds awesome. That's not even a Wii U, just a Wii. Yeah. Uh, Just anything like that, and I think people will consider it a huge success because people go crazy for that shit. Or Nintendo fans, especially. Yeah, they're definitely going to show more amiibos. Oh god, the amiibos, I forgot. Oh, They're going to show so many amiibos, you're not going to have any idea what's going on. There will be billions of the things. Oh god. But not in any yeah. exciting way whatsoever. Well, it'll actually, just be... I, 
I, I, what I didn't realise is the Splatoon that came out the other week, um, which a lot of people like, but people said there's not as much content as there should be. Although Nintendo are kind of providing it on a free, you know, free, but weirdly very quickly as it comes out. What I didn't realise, though, is the, the two uh, character amiibos that you get for, for Splatoon, each of those, when you use it, doesn't just unlock, like, a costume or whatever. It unlocks a whole, like, 12 levels what? each. Or, there's, like, 12 courses or 12 levels or something that, that each of them unlocks. I'm like, this is fucking insane. You've actually locked content into the amiibos that you can only unlock with these amiibos so Whoa, far. whoa, whoa. Sorry, Mr. I buy season passes with my games. I would love to have a nice little toy... And 12 levels for the price of what it would be charged for anyway in a game like Destiny, Call of Duty, or whatever that is. So let's not start being nasty. No, I, 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 I didn't realise that they did that. I think if, if every character you get, every amiibo you get, does different things, but if a lot of them do this, they, they add this much to a game, I think that's brilliant. But in the case of Splatoon, there's a lot of content that is supposed to be there but isn't quite yet, and they're releasing it so quickly... Um, and, and and for free, they've obviously just Those bastards. Some, yeah. No, no, I know, but it's just there's some stuff that should have been in the game straight away. They're just releasing it like the week of release. They're going, oh, by the way, here's the other, other level. It, it just is a bit weird. They just didn't wait a couple of weeks, or yeah. you know, anything like that. But yeah, but these amiibos, I didn't realize they have all that extra. So much they can have so much extra content buried inside them. So the stuff they reveal at E3 might be totally insane. They might sell, for example the new uh, Metroid game, just as an Amiibo. You'll buy the Samus Amiibo, and then when you stick it on your pad, it unlocks, the whole game just downloads immediately, or, or whatever, and it just, bang. You don't even buy a disc. The whole thing comes on the Amiibo. Well, That'll I don't be... think we're talking about what Nintendo need to do now, Don. We're talking about Don's futuristic <laughs> fantasies. Don's fantasy. Yeah. Or, uh, well, that's, this, is, this is something that they should totally do. They should do some more interesting stuff like that with the Amiibos. Because the potential for them is way more than just adding a skin or a character to a game. There we go. What I was going to say about Skyward Sword, uh, not Skyward Sword, the new Zelda, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm not on drugs. Uh, (laughs) They need to show it in a more structured manner. Show their fans that, you know, no worry, but this is not going to be a Skyrim ripoff and we're not trying to do that. We know what we're doing. This is the open world, but this is also what makes it a Zelda game. You're going to get those dungeons. You're going to get the puzzles and stuff like that. Don't cry about it. And also, you don't need to worry about the horse going into slow motion every five minutes. Um, you, people need a reason to stay with Nintendo. Um, their audience, they cater for them. They know their audience very well. And you never really get an unhappy Nintendo fan. It's like the Nintendo fans are well catered for. And I say, oh, what are you going to do, Nintendo, to make me buy a Wii U? They don't want me to buy a Wii U. I'm not their target audience. They've got their audience, they've got their loyal fan base. And as we were saying with Dark Souls and anything else, you keep those people happy and you're going to continue making money. They realised with the Wii, uh, to a certain extent, in that, you know, they don't, Nintendo fans don't buy the console to play Call of Duty. They don't buy it to play Assassin's Creed. They're on the bigger consoles already. No one cares. Nintendo people buy the console for Nintendo games. I think, like you say, if they show Metroid, if they show... uh, like you say, Zelda, just just those games. Star Fox is going to be there, apparently. Oh. All these big Nintendo games. Donkey Kong, they could do another Donkey Kong game. Yeah. You know, maybe a Mario Kart that Gareth will like. Even a new Super Smash Bros. Just show that it's there, it's being made. 
just give people a reason to just love their Nintendo consoles because that's why they buy Nintendo consoles. They don't buy them to play Call of Duty or yeah. Assassin's Creed. They buy they, them to play those games. They need to give a few like firm release dates for this stuff as well. I mean, stuff like Star Fox we knew was getting made because it was in that blurry background shot of Kojima. Um, not Kojima, sorry. <laughs> Miyamoto, Miyamoto. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when he was talking about the Zelda game, there, there was a... Uh, his like workstation had uh, like a little running version of Star Fox on it. So everyone knew it was being made. So um, yeah. that should definitely be at E3. And they, but they need to have some release dates on this stuff, not just like uh, it's coming before next year sometime, roughly. Just you know, I know they like to finish stuff when you know release stuff when it's ready, which is great. But people have waited quite a while, and uh, they need some new first-party stuff. They need to know when exactly to expect it, especially again with Zelda being pushed back. Yeah, and they've managed to carve themselves out this little little corner of the games market where they're not so in focus anymore. I thought it was a disaster before what they were doing, but it's, they've been very clever in thinking, you know, let's just get out of the limelight. Let's get out of the glare of all this sort of technology and this photorealistic graphics that Microsoft and Sony seem to be battling over. Let's just go over here to our own quiet corner and we can just get on with what we get on with doing business because... They will get drowned out by all of the other people, but the quality of their games comes through. When a quality game is released on Wii U, you know about it. It's like Nintendo, they're not in the spotlight as much as they were. They don't, they're not on the same plane. They don't want to be on the same stage as these other guys. They don't want to be at the same table. But at the same time, when a game like Bayonetta 2 comes through, people know about it. And as much as we say about um, these... Nintendo license games, the likes of Mario, they've got so many that they can do. It's also Bayonetta 2 is a game that I want to play myself. And if there's maybe two or three other exclusives in that kind of vein, I yeah. think that would push them towards selling more consoles to people like me. Yeah, I think that's something else I was going to say they could do with doing is announcing some new surprise projects from Platinum Games. Yeah. That would that would send people mental. Uh, what they don't in need a good to do... Way. In a good way, yeah, totally. Yes. What they don't need to do, I think, is concentrate too much on whatever new mobile stuff they've got coming up, whatever weird yeah. mobile plans they've got for their mobile games. Don't put a shitload of focus on that because it will. I think it's shit already. Um, well, however good the games market. are going to be, so it is. But you know, you never know with Nintendo what they're going to fucking say. So and, and <laughs> they, they just the want to avoid the mobile thing. Touch on it maybe and say here's a thing, but you know, spend a minute or two on it max. The rest yeah. of the time, you need to be hitting us with Wii U stuff. That audience will not be at E3. The mobile market, they're not going to be at E3. These sort of people that play casually on their mobile phones, they're not going to be tuned in eagerly to E3 to wait for mobile phone announcements or to know when Angry Birds 7 is coming out. You know, that that's not it. All Nintendo will be doing is giving themselves a disservice if they used to send. And they can't, unless they've got something to show, something solid, then... They, I don't think they should talk about the NX too much, and unless they're going to produce something tangible, yeah, uh, it's just there's nothing worse than just being shown a console prototype and just told to just sit there and wait. Similar to when we had the PlayStation 3, when you had that boomerang controller, it's all very exciting, but it, it means absolutely nothing. Yeah, it, at the it, end it, of the day. It, it, announcing anything like that this early would be kind of suicide for the Wii U as well, because you know people stop just start waiting for the next console, and there's no need to do that. It's way too early um, for that. They need to concentrate more on the Wii U for the next year and a half at least. Yeah, and like I say, they've they've taken themselves away from the spotlight 
So they have got this corner of the market now because they know they've got a market. They know that they've got their loyal fan base and that's enough to keep them afloat. And they're kind of retaking, restocking, sort of recuperating from what happened sort of towards the end of the Wii and to slow sales of the Wii U and the 3DS. And they're sort of gathering momentum again. And they are a massive company. There's no two ways about it. But it's just getting there again and getting those games out and just being consistent and not worrying too much about the Wii Fits and the Miiverse and things like that and things like this that happen. Because like I said, that audience has gone now. They're not interested. They're on to something completely different, whether that's an iPad or whatever. That audience is gone. So that they need to focus on their core demographic of players. Yep. I think that that's what it is for Nintendo. It's about just giving <laughs> their fans what they want. It's got to be a kind of Nintendo loving. It's got to be like, hey guys, it's us again. You know, what happened during the Wii time? We're sorry about all that when we went up on the stage and done Wii music and things like that. And Miyamoto was up there with his conducting orchestra and, you know, playing Wii Sports tennis. Yeah. We're really sorry about all that. Waggling you know, the Wii U controller around like a sword and shit. Yeah, they can they can they can knock that stuff on the head a little bit. Thank Christ. But uh, yeah, no, I think they they might be set up for a pretty decent pretty decent showing. They just have to get a couple of games right uh, with a couple of release dates, and they'll be on to a win, I reckon. And be confident with what they've Woo! got to show. Oh, they're well confident. <laughs> no, but be prat, be confident. Yeah, it they always are. Don't comes worry. Hey, don't worry. They're, they're always confident. They're the I'm most not, confident people. I'm out trying there. not to worry. <laughs> what, do you mean? What, what do you mean by that? Was that a slur? No, they're all... <laughs> wow, is that a slur? They are. I've forgotten the guys. Oh, what's the president's name? Iwata. Every time he comes yeah. on the Nintendo Directs and he stands there straight to the camera, director, and he does the, the, the hands straight to the screen, being all clever. That's become his little signature move now. I hope, I hope he comes on stage and does that on stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> director, your face. But yeah... Um... Gareth, where do you think sort of Mario Kart and Super Smash? Where have they gone wrong? Because there's obviously they haven't a point. Gone wrong. What are you talking about? No, but there's Mario people. Mario Kart like 8 is incredible. It's one of the best loved new like versions of Mario Kart ever. They've added loads more courses and characters and modes for free in some cases. Uh, so free doesn't always mean good. STDs are free. But you know, but it has all been good. Literally, every single person who's played it has gone, "Yep, this is good shit," and it is. Apart from Gareth. Yeah, but Gareth, we all know, refuses to watch Kung Fury because he's stubborn. He's basically a reverse hipster. He's he's, he just there. We go. That sounds like a sexual position. (laughs) Reverse hipster. Yes, it is. Yeah. There we go. It's fantastic. Well, there you go, Nintendo. Um, We wish you the best of luck. We love you. It's kind of like, you know. Uh, you know, an old friend who you want to see succeed. You know, you've never contributed <laughs> anything to try and help. But if they were to die, you'd be pretty upset. Well, I'm we, well looking forward to it. We all agree that well, if they were lying about having no Zelda, come out and do 20 minutes of awesome Zelda stuff, then it doesn't matter what the rest of it is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so As long as that Zelda has some grounding into what it actually is. Sure, yeah. yeah. Rather than just riding yeah. around on a horse. Do you yeah. know what I'd really like them to surprise us with would be a, uh, a shooter from Treasure. That would be amazing. That would be amazing, but, but it's not going to happen. Tell you what is going to happen. 
Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze 2! Hey, shit. No one cares. (laughs) Well, sorry. Well, there you go. Thank you very much. (laughs) We'll see you next week when we talk about one of the most brash companies on the face of this planet. Pretty much the polar opposite of Nintendo. Microsoft. Microsoft. I just made that up for the 69th 69th episode. Don, Don. What? I'm being tropical. Ah, I just thought of another one. Right, do it. (laughs) Just do it. Don't tell Jenkins this time. Microcock. No. News. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Fallout 4 announcement helps That's Fallout 3 sales rise 1000% on Amazon. Yep. Yeah, because people will fall. Oh, I remember how good Fallout 3 was. I'm going to play that again. Yep. 1163% increase in sales. <laughs> but when you consider if, what some, if they only sold like one copy a day and suddenly they sold 1000 copies. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. So, what have we been playing this week? Uh, this is the section of the podcast where we like to discuss the games that we've been playing. Don's just been playing Destiny. We know that now. We've come to understand it and just accept it for what it is. Uh, Gareth, you like to rotate through a few games. So, what have you been playing this week? Well, rather than what I've been playing this week, uh, how about oh dear. how about where I've been this week? Oh. Well, we better not been to London again. Well, oh, I've been to London. What? Uh, past he has been to London. Oh, my God. I remember seeing something about you being in London. I thought, hang on, he's in London again, and he hasn't told me and Rob. I was only there for, like, two days. <laughs> That's not long enough to meet up with people for a no, coffee. It's not. Jesus. Because, in Mayfair. Because <laughs> one of those days, I was going to the Heroes of the Storm launch. You're a weird guy. You really <laughs> are weird. <laughs> No, but that that is weird. Is it? Why? Yeah, because it's it's like you don't have any passion for anything, ever. <laughs> what? But there seems to be a certain sort of coming together of certain elements that just makes you travel the world in search of things. Okay. That sounds like passion to me. That sounds like the definition. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it takes a very specific set of events to come together for you to become passionate. Well, you know, Blizzard don't launch a new game every day, and it's very rare that these things happen at all, even in Europe, let That's alone what I'm London. Saying, very specific series of events yeah. that gets you going. It it got me right, frothy mate. Yeah, I'm telling you. So where was this event? Was it was it... near the uh, what's it called, London Bridge, oh on my the God. That's on the waterfront. Is it? Yeah, I live under that bridge. I've <laughs> <laughs> done for many years. I just hang there from a bungee rope. That sounds really comfortable. Thank you. Um, and uh, me and my friends, we decided it'd be funny if we wore suits. Why? Because it's a launch, you know? It's like a world launch for something. 
Okay, so it's around London Bridge, so there's quite... Whereabouts? I don't, I, I don't know. I just followed my friends who knew where they were going. Okay. Did you shave your beard? Cut your hair? No, 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 no. It, no. I was clean, though. Oh, you've cleaned it? You put a comb through it? No. I'd never oh. get it back if I put a comb through it. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> So yeah, we went to the Heroes of the Storm launch. It was very disappointing. Great. Um, like we expected, because the game launched the day after, so we expected them to announce a load of new stuff that'd be in the game when it finally launched. And instead, they launched one thing, which was like a website. There's basically a Facebook invite your friends thing, and that was the only new thing they showed for the entire three-hour event. Well, uh, why did you go? Because we thought it'd be awesome. We've all really been enjoying the beta. But what was you expecting? I was expecting, like, a load of cool new announcements and maybe a load of free stuff. Cause oh, that's why. Launch. People from North come down here <laughs> expecting free Blizzard stuff. Well, Makes you sick. I mean, the thing is, I can't even say no because I did come down there and I was expecting free stuff. <laughs> so... <laughs> Dirty Northern bastards. Yeah. Uh, there was some like um, there was something projected onto a wall which looked. Oh wow! Cool. I bet that fucking paid for the ticket, didn't it? <laughs> Projections on walls. And there was a there was a musical performance from Madian. Oh yeah, Madian. He's got. Can't wait. He's got one song you will have heard on like adverts, and that's it. And I wouldn't travel to Manchester to see him play it though. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No. Uh, I was expecting it to be like sort of in an auditorium, everyone would sit down and they'd do loads of cool stuff. But instead it was just kind of, it was like a very, very tiny version of Comic-Con, right? Yeah. They had like a shop where you could buy a Heroes of the Storm headset for a ridiculous amount of money. There was like cosplayers walking around. There was one small section where you could actually play the game. And then there was just two stages. Yep. Uh, yeah. Then there was just two stages, uh, one for the music thing eventually, and one for like the presentation, which was lame. And then I a bar. The two stages were uh, disappointment and self-loathing. <laughs> yeah. If only. Uh, I would have liked yeah. a bit of self-loathing. Would have made me feel at home. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was like it was a, quite a small room with a load of people crammed into it. Uh, and they, which didn't... is what you like, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and they didn't really. Yeah announce anything new at all. There was a new trailer for a new character, but everyone already knew the character was coming and the trailer was like 45 seconds long. So it wasn't really yeah. worth going all the way down to London for. Uh, Seems that someone's getting the uh, London bug. I hate London so much. No, you don't, Gareth, because you wouldn't come here. Mate, I fucking despise it, right? My coach home was at half three. Okay. Yeah. So the train I was supposed to get on to get to near the coach station was supposed to get me in at three, which gave me like half an hour to get to the coach station, buy snacks, get a drink, set myself up, whatever. Um, But because London Transport is fucking bullshit, I ended up missing my coach and I had to get another coach later on, which got me home at like half twelve at night and I was on coaches for like eight hours and it was fucking horrible. Good. <laughs> they do it on purpose <laughs> to keep people out. That's exactly what happened. I guess so. Yeah. I think yeah. I think this call's gone a bit haywire, or it might just be me. I, is that a pun? Or are you? 
No, no, literally, you two sound like you're underwater. Oh, okay. It must be you, but we can just restart the car. That's fine. Yeah, everything sounds good this time. Oh, do it. Right, so, don't, don't come back to London, Gareth. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, there's nothing for you here. It's well if true. Our, if our blizzard events aren't good enough for you, you sound like you just, you and your mates come down expecting to be entertained. I think that's a reasonable assumption, isn't it? No, because this, they're not there to entertain, they're there to launch a game. But the, oh, they didn't even show any of the game throughout the you whole thing. You probably weren't even supposed to be there. It's probably a meeting between some sort of people at the company. The, if people were watching that live stream thinking, oh, I want to see what this game's all about, they'll have no fucking idea by the end of the three hours. Good. They showed like no gameplay, they didn't tell you what the game really was. They could have had like two pro teams play each other in like a... You love pro teams. It would have been a good way to show off the game, have two teams play each other. They had people playing each other in the back, like on the console. They could have just put that up on a screen and said, okay, we're going to talk you through a game as people play it. It would have been a fucking genius move, but they didn't even think to show the game once. For the entire presentation of their game launch. Because you've all been playing the game, probably. That's why. So why would you want to see more of it? I wouldn't. But people who are watching this launch, thinking, what's this game all about, would. So you went there not wanting to see the game? No, I did want... I wanted to see new stuff. You wanted, I don't think you knew what you oh, wanted. okay. It was a launch of the game, so I don't know how much new stuff they could get in it from the moment they launched it to the minute it hit the shelf. Well, that was the sort of lure was like what they're going to show. Well, they didn't they didn't tease you with anything, did they? Nope, they didn't tease me with nothing. So you can't say they led you on. My my dick was soft throughout. There we go, and you can watch that to make sure <laughs> Gareth's telling the truth in the live stream. Uh, Don, I never thought I'd want to hear myself say this, but what have you been playing? Oh, just some Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. Mm. We don't. Probably don't need to go through that. No, we don't. You, no, that's just. How's the uh, how's the old thing going? Yeah, the old thing is the old thing's going all right. Thanks very much. Yeah, worth the money, it. was it? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. Are you um, talking about that spoon? That spoon oh, was yeah. worth every penny. Well, good. Nine hundred pounds. Nine hundred pounds. It wasn't my money, so. <laughs> 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 oh, excellent. You can talk about Destiny a bit if you need to. No, there's honestly not much to say. I've uh, run around, That's shot a bunch more things. That's Destiny really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm working on leveling up my third and final character now. Which uh, I'm actually working on getting a platinum for this game. The first platinum I've got for anything ever. Um, so I've only got two things left to do. One which is level up my Titan, which should take uh, about a day or a bit, you know. Play and then after that, all I have to do is one raid flawlessly, which means doing it from beginning to end without losing any lives, without dying. That's the only chance. And once I've done that, Platinum Central, and that'd be the first and only game I will ever bother platinum platinuming in my life. What if um, Destiny Two's released and it's uh, superior in every way? Will it kind of make your brain explode? <laughs> I'll be like, yes, get on that shit right now. I bet you'd get Basically. really angry if there was loads of people that jumped on the bandwagon. No. Why? 
Why would I? I I'm not going to get a... There's no band wagon. It's just a normal wagon. Yeah, you and Guy are on it. Yeah, but it's just a normal wagon. I don't understand. It's not a band wagon. There's no band wagon. If Guy and Don are on it, then it's a hand wagon, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Way uh... arm wagon. <laughs> His arms are so long, aren't they? <laughs> they are very, very long. Uh... Gangly. Do you remember, Rob, when we were trying to get Don to play other games that lasted for like a week? Yeah, because he didn't really play it. No. I did. I played that Wolfenstein game for a good few hours, got to a certain point, and then you never gave me a mission to do anything else again. You shouldn't have to. You need to take Yeah, you step. have to. I'm, you, you, I'm like one of those people in counselling. You have to <laughs> give them a goal, regardless of how small it is, every uh, week. What about this week? Are you still too deep in Destiny, or...? Balls deep. Oh, but I may, so, I've got a weekend to myself this weekend, so uh, I have some more time than I would usually. So now might be a good opportunity. <gasps> Sorry? Are the twins not coming over? No, the twins are away this weekend. <laughs> Pinky and Perky. Well, I have obviously just downloaded Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes, so uh, I may yeah, well actually, be give, I'll give that a look this weekend. Try and play that, Don. That, just, just play it. Okay. Did you like Splinter Cell and stuff like that? Uh, Splinter Cell, No. I, I, okay. It was all right, Splinter Cell. I uh, I just found it a little bit. I mean, I didn't come into to it till late in the game. It was like the fourth or fifth game by the time I played one, and it, by that time I was like, it just seemed a bit old-fashioned and clunky. Yeah, just yeah. 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 The first time well, I played I've... one, I played one for a few minutes when, on the original Xbox, the very first one, and that yeah. seems pretty revolutionary. You know, the actual hiding in a shadow actually works, kind of thing, and all yeah. that stuff. Um, but yeah, but yeah. yeah. But Metal Gear is Metal Gear. I, I like Metal Gear, so we'll see. Well, um, I hope you like it, Tom, because someone that didn't like Metal Gear Solid, it got me really going for the Phantom Pain. Yeah. Well, hopefully it will do the same for me. I'll uh, I'll see about getting through it in uh, as like 18 minutes or whatever the quickest possible time it is you can do it. A bit like you and sex. I like a bit of challenge. <laughs> see, it's the 18, sex, mi- so. 18 minutes, mate. Fucking hell. I could do it yeah. twice in 18 minutes. Go on, Don. <laughs> like, that's the brag. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am having trouble sexually at the moment. I think it's because I'm getting older that it doesn't... It's not ready straight away. You need a bit, bit more. She needs to, uh, you know, say some sweet nothing. She needs. You need some... Uh, she needs to give you some foreplay. She needs to woo you. Yeah. Give it to me. Make, make, hand it to me. Make you feel wanted. That's what she needs. None of this treating yeah, you like yeah. a piece of meat. That's probably what the problem is. She's like, oi, Mate, Rob, just fucking give it to me now. Yeah, And you're like, oi, yeah. I, I need to be in the mood. Give it to me now, you fucking burger. <laughs> fucking burger. Yeah. You know what I was... That's our sort of sex talk. Right, <laughs> well, so anyway, talking burger. of burgers... <laughs> the Witcher 3 I got so irate with The Witcher 3 this week oh you were like loving it last week it. though mate mate I was you and talked you know for a full was. hour about The Witcher 3 last you week <laughs> yes because it's a great game but there's a few things that let it down now um, last week I was talking about the great freedom and then there was something that popped up and it totally flipped the game on its head for me And that's the fact that when you go to a town, each town has a notice board. And when you go up to the notice board, you take the notices down. And some of them are quests, some of them are places of interest, right? So then you open up your map and then it will tell you where each point of interest is. 
whether that be a monster nest, a bandit camp. So I found myself ticking them off as I went as a sort of checklist. I wasn't exploring anymore. I was setting waypoints to these question marks, riding my horse to it, getting off, whack, whack, whack. Okay, where's the next checkpoint? Where's the next question mark? Go there. Oh, it's a monster's nest or it's a buried treasure. And that really affected my enjoyment of the game because I was no longer exploring. The world had showed itself to me. It was showing me where the adventure is. And I'm sure you guys, you played Skyrim, which in itself was uh, far superior to Oblivion in every way, that you would look in a direction and you'd say to yourself, right, I'm going to just get on my horse and I'm going to go there and I'm just going to keep going. And you would literally spend two hours just traveling and you would meet people, you would get into fights, there'd be a bit where you'd tell your friends that you were just going along and suddenly you met a Uh, a dragon on the side of a hill and you started having this epic battle with it and it felt like you had just encountered that from Mm -hmm. nothing and it could have happened it may not have happened if you were there 10 minutes earlier it may not have happened if you were there 10 minutes later it may not have happened if you would have gone in a different direction it may not have happened and by which uh, showing you these points of interest showing you where all these random encounters are it then shows its mechanics as a game rather than that. Because I could say to myself, right, I'm going to go off in that direction. I'll look at the map and it will tell me, oh, there's two question marks in that direction. So that means there's going to be two events that I'm going to bump into. And that takes away the element of surprise. But I found out you could turn the question marks off, which I have done. And that has now saved me so much joy that even though I know that they're there and there's an option there to do it. And I understand it's a massive game. It's huge. It's bigger than I thought it was originally. There is the big map. That's a big map. It's a big map. But then there's four other aisles that are just as big. So that map you see in reviews and stuff, that's one map. And that's humongous. That's like the size of Skyrim. But then after I started uh, messing about and becoming angry... I turned the question marks off, I felt myself chill out, and I felt the sense of adventure come across me again. And what I was saying to you two, I know you two were trying to wind me up when we were talking the other day about going in a setting sail. You can see in the distance a kind of island, and this is Skellige, I believe it's called, which is a very island sort of region. And you travel from island to island. The islands are very big in themselves, but there's four or five main islands on this map. And this is completely different. You will travel outside of one map and into another. So it's like you sail across the seas to get to one area or another. It's kind of like going from England to Wales. or No, England to Ireland, sorry. <laughs> Bless me. Or England to France. Um, and you set off, and it takes about 10 minutes to get from one island in Skellige to another island. And it's the fact that it does take that long. It's not like a fast travel option or even in Skyrim where you've just done a quick swim every so often. It is literally you in a boat and you're sometimes getting attacked by predators from above that can fly. You're sometimes getting attacked from people, uh, not people under the water, but monsters from underneath the water. They're sort of whales' tails going... as they do you know whales are in the sea and stuff and you you get to the island and it's like i feel like i've actually gone on a journey to get here and it feels so epic and vast 
And now the question marks have gone. That irritant has gone. And I'm finding that I'm enjoying the game a lot more. I can now just set off in a random direction not knowing what's there because there's nothing telling me what's there. And that saved the game for me. If I didn't find that option, I probably wouldn't be playing it now because for me, I can't forgive a game its flaws. If there's something I fundamentally disagree with, then I can't block it out of my mind. People would say to me, oh, don't pay attention to the question marks. You know, just go in a direction. But if I know they're there, then it's there. Yeah, it sounds like it takes away the actual random encounter part of the random encounter. (laughs) It destroyed it. There was no adventure. It was like someone saying to you, oh, let's go on an adventure, let's go on a treasure hunt. And you're like, oh, brilliant. And then they hand you a map telling you where all the treasure is. (laughs) And it's like, okay, that's brilliant. That's fantastic. And it's it's, it's like someone telling you the scores before you watch Match of the Day on a Saturday or a Sunday, (laughs) which I hate. (laughs) It's, It's that sort of stuff. But I'm just blown away by the game. You know, I was I know I was getting irate the other day, and that's because I do get irate. If there's something that's so obvious that spoils a game, something so simplistic, I'm just so glad that the developers saw to put an option to turn them off. Because mm. it has saved the game for me. I would have taken it back had I not have known that, because I play an open world game to explore the, the actual world. I don't I don't play one of these games so I can just go from area to area just discovering everything. And I'm getting nice armor now, I'm getting nice swords, but it's that whole thing of not am I leveling up properly because there was that talk of there being a glitch where people aren't getting the XP rewarded because I picked up a sword the other day that was like 42, level 42 you had to be to use, and I'm only level 14. So I'm thinking, hang on a minute. But because I haven't got that, I don't know what level I should be. It's kind of hard to judge if I am or not. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So no one's saying, oh, you should actually be level 32. You know, for all I know, level 16 may be the level I'm supposed to be at. But um, it's a fantastic game, and it's about that choosing, prioritising, one minute someone will be your friend and the next minute something will happen and you'll have to read the situation and the next minute you're fighting against them for your life because they may have said something wrong or you've said something that they've taken as something else and you really have to pick your words carefully in some cases because they can destroy um, destroy a mission or someone you're interrogating for information and that's it. There's no way of going back. And you know that you've altered the story in some way. Or you've, you choose a dialogue option. But because you've only been given five seconds to choose it before the situation gets out of hand, you've just done a knee-jerk reaction and then you have to pay for the consequences. You can't go back on it. And it's fantastic. And, you know, I'm going to carry on playing it. I was annoyed, like I said, but that was for the question mark. <laughs> the bar call. But uh, I was getting so annoyed because it's something so simple that I thought would never happen in a game of this kind. Yeah. You know, people, hardcore, sort of RPG players play this and they don't want to know where everything is. You know, I don't mind searching for hours for nothing, just as long as I've enjoyed the sort of journey of getting there. So, yeah, there we go. Witcher 3, back in my good books. (laughs) 
Gareth. Lucky Witcher 3. Gareth, would you like Witcher 3? No. Why? Uh, because it doesn't look like a game I would enjoy. No. Would you like Witcher 3? Oh. The, the English language is complex, my friend. You mean for no money? Yes. Would you give it a go if someone come along and just say, Hey, Gareth, hold, have a gold of that, son. Uh, we still talking about The Witcher? <laughs> we are, we are, we are. Yeah, of course I would. I, I think if you've played Skyrim, you say, oh, I don't know if it's the sort of game I'd play, but if you've played Skyrim, you owe it to yourself to give it a chance. Hmm. It's li- literally. And if you don't like it, 14 days later on Steam, get a refund. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. But I guarantee you, if you like Skyrim, you'd love it. Same with you, Don. You loved Skyrim, didn't you? One of the best games I've never played. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, there we go. That's the Game Central podcast. More succinct this week. Uh, last week it did run a little too far, but that's down to our editing department uh, called Gareth. <laughs> so uh, hopefully next week uh, we'll see you again. On the road to Microsoft's E3 presentation, and we're going to be so excited for it. So until then, goodbye. And if you want to check out www.gamebanter.co.uk, you can find the exclusive review of Max Payne 3. You won't find it anywhere else if you were to read it all that time ago. But until then, we'll speak to you soon and have a great Christmas. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.